Today, we've got one of the OGs in the Amazon world. He has one of the most widely read books about selling on Amazon. And he goes back so far in e-commerce that he was one of the very first ever PayPal users. He's going to bring us his experiences, success stories, and even tells us how sometimes you don't even need a tool like Helium 10 to sell online. Say what? How's it going, guys? Welcome to the Serious Sellers Podcast. My name is Bradley Sutton, and I'm joined today by Jim Cockrum, who I'm very pleased to have on here. Jim is the author of a book that's probably been read more times than any other book that even has anything to do with Amazon at all in the history of, of books. I think over 1 million people have read this book, and you have just have tons and tons of history selling, not just on Amazon, but on other platforms and great insights on being an entrepreneur and a great story from what I hear. I'm going to learn about it for the first, one of the first times here today, but Jim, welcome to the show. I'm happy to have you. It's so great to be here, Bradley. It's an honor to be invited. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you a little bit and the great listeners to this great show. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you again. So let's, let's hop right into it. I know you are not a new seller. You did not even start on Amazon. Can you let myself and the listeners know kind of like your story? What is the gym story here? Sure. I, I'm one of those ancient dudes that started off on eBay back before Amazon was even in the picture. And uh, I, I remember very well the days, you know, we're, we're coming up on 20 years ago now where uh, you'd, you'd sign into eBay and some days it would be working and some days it wouldn't. And it was, it was <laughs> a real random experience back then. Very few people were actually doing it as a full-time living. And, uh, I, I got hooked early though. I had one of the first PayPal accounts ever set up and I was all in on eBay, going to those eBay live events and, uh, just basically sharing the journey. What year was this about? Oh, uh, this, you know, we're coming up on 20 years now, man. So it's wow. been, I've been doing this full time. I haven't had a real job in 17 years. And for three or four years before that, I was goofing around pretty hard online and generating some nice income just basically playing around on eBay at the time. Now, yeah. what was your background? I mean, did you, did you have a business background or? Yeah. The, the last real job I had was in sales. I worked for Microsoft and sold software licensing and was doing fairly well. And I won't tell a whole lot of the story because it's a, you know, I don't want to bore anyone. Plus I, I dive a little bit deeper into it in the, the silent sales machine book that you so graciously mentioned. I appreciate that. Um, but to make a long story short, yeah, I was doing well in sales and had, you know, coming in on that six figure number that everyone's always going after. And, you know, so it was a solid career that I had, but I was having so much more fun online than I was in my real job. And it started kind of seeping its way into my real job to the point where my bosses were noticing and we had some conversations and, and, uh, I ended up leaving, man, kind of suddenly jumping full time. Like I said, about 17 years ago into e-commerce. And what kind of, were you doing arbitrage or did you have, you know, your own private label brand or what kind of things were you selling on eBay? Yeah, a little bit of everything. I just, you know, I, I said back then, and I say to this day, once you understand the landscape of the opportunities we have available to us, and it's as true now as it's ever, as it's ever been, possibly even more true now than it's ever been today is there's hundred dollar bills blowing around in the wind everywhere you look. It's just a matter of wearing the right glasses. It's just a matter mm -hmm. of exposing yourself to the right information, opportunity everywhere. So what did I sell? Everything. I mean, I, I started off, I'll, I'll tell a brief version. I think that may uh, provide some insight and inspiration. Hopefully I started off selling event tickets. 
I would buy tickets to events around the United States. Some countries allow you to flip tickets for a profit or some states allow that and other states don't in the United States. Well, I learned which states allow it, which don't. I was doing really, really well. My customers kept asking me, hey, how are you getting these great tickets? What are you doing? Can you teach me some secrets? So I'd write, I wrote it out in the PDF, 20 page document, started selling that, started growing my mailing list, you know, just rinse, repeat, serve customers well when they ask you questions, answer those questions and possibly turn that into your next product. And I've been doing that for 20 years and that's the path I've been on and stayed on. And we've built an incredible team around that. So we sold event tickets. I sold shoes. I sold anything in our, everything arbitrage. I did yard selling. Uh, I did a lot of consignment stuff where people would bring me items and I'd say, Hey, yeah, for 40% of the sale price, I'll sell that for you. There's stuff everywhere. There's people to this day in your neighborhood. We had someone post Bradley just a few days ago off an idea that we dropped uh, into our group about uh, just post in those local neighborhood, maybe you have a neighborhood Facebook group or in one of those neighborhood groups and just say, Hey, I know how to sell stuff online. If anybody has stuff laying around, they want to sell. I know how to sell at for a percent. Let me know. You'll have neighbors calling your phone like crazy. Works every time. Because mm -hmm. there's people who have never sold online. They're intimidated by it. Yeah, they'll give you 30, 40% of the sale price. Zero inventory cost. So I did a lot of that sort of thing getting started. And like I said, just documented my journey. And that's what led to the community that, that uh, we now enjoy. Now, now sticking a, a little bit with, with the eBay, do you see, still see that as a viable marketplace in order to, to sell? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, just going by the raw numbers in case someone's not familiar, I always find these entertaining to, to reveal these to people who kind of think they have a feel for what the numbers are in this game, but they don't really know. So unless you've looked at the data, 90% of all retail in the United States is still offline, meaning brick and mortar, get in your car, go to the store, buy something off the shelf. 90% of all retail is there. 10% is online. And I'll talk about eBay specifically, but you got to set it up with the proper foundation to talk about eBay. So of that 10% that's online, Amazon obviously is the beast. They own half of that 10%. Mm -hmm. Stated differently, 5% of all retail in the United States is Amazon. That's a beast, but it's just still just 5% and it's that number's heading up. Okay. So now we've got left on the table, this other 5% of retail in the U S that's on that's 5% of the total pie is shared by eBay and all the other marketplaces that are out there. eBay is the number two or number three at this point. They used to dominate. They used to be the game in town. They're not anymore. Are they viable still? Absolutely. Millions of transactions daily. Do they compare to Amazon at audience size? No, not really. But they're very niche specific. They're very collectible. If you've got one of an item and it's kind of damaged, or maybe it's collectible, or you're not sure what it's worth and you want to start a bidding war, yeah, throw it out on eBay. Absolutely. We sell on eBay still. A lot of people on our team sell on eBay still. But it's not nearly as scalable. It's more for the weekend warrior. I found this interesting baseball card. What's it worth? I'm going to throw it out there and see, you know, let the collectors fight over it. It's, it's, and it's a lot of fun. It works. It's pretty much the same way it always did. But man, Amazon started kicking their butt about 12 years ago and, and they haven't let up since. Yeah, I imagine there's a lot of product categories that work better. Like actually, I turned pretty much everything over to my wife once I started working here at Helium 10. But, you know, I was running, you know, a small wholesale business on Amazon just for some, some cash flow. But 
mainly I was also actually selling on eBay, but the reason why I was selling on eBay was it was my, my dad had back in the day, like 25 years ago when Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon was just coming out, he would fly back and forth from Japan and like buying up boxes and boxes of Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon cards from Japan and then selling them here to like card dealers. And then when the that market kind of fell out, basically he, he, he was sitting on like 20, $30,000 worth of Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon cards. And and then all of a sudden, a couple of years ago, Pokemon Go comes out and there's this renewed interest. And he's like, hey, Bradley, can, can you sell some of this stuff for me? And, and I instantly just went to like, I was like, you know what? eBay actually makes a little bit more sense here. And I still listed this stuff on Amazon, but, but my eBay sales for, for, you know, these are not used, you know, I'm just selling packs of unopened packs of cards, unopened boxes. You know, my sales are about three to one, I would say eBay to Amazon. So I'm assuming this is not, yeah, I'm assuming that this is not the exception. There are certain kinds of products that actually make more sense or or, are more viable on eBay as opposed to Amazon, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you kind of hit on one of the generalities and, you know, I don't want to dwell here too long because it's, it's, it's a small segment of people who are still interested in selling on eBay in, yeah. in our audiences in general. But if it's, if it's one of those passion products where you're like, oh, I've been looking for that for months. I can't believe I finally found it. You're going to make more money selling that stuff on eBay, you know? Yeah. Uh, but if it's the UPC barcode, you know, hey, I need, I need this widget. Who has a cheaper Walmart, Amazon, eBay, or should I just run to the to target across the street, you know, in there, this, this quick shop convenience, um, you know, that's Amazon all day, every day. That's Amazon owns that space, which is the bulk of retail buying. You know, most collectors set aside a little bit of money for their collections and for their passion purchases and those sorts of things. But, uh, Amazon's the beast in the room. If you've got a choice to be on one or the other, you're crazy to skip Amazon. It, yeah. I'll just leave it at that in as a general rule. But yeah, there's there's plenty of money to be made on eBay for sure. Yeah. Now, now last question about that though, because I, I do think, you know, this is something we've never really talked about on, on the show before eBay, but you know, there are private label sellers who, who just dual list their items on eBay too. I'm sure maybe you've done that. Yeah. Uh, a lot of your students have done that. Is mm-hmm. there, you know, a rule of thumb where like, let's say, you know, I'm just talking about something generic. It could be a garlic press. It, it could be a beauty cream. Like mm-hmm. let's say they're selling a hundred units a day on Amazon. Mm-hmm. what would they, what would someone expect? You know, th- we're not talking about the Yugi or Pokemon. We're just talking about an actual, yep. you know, regular product. What would somebody expect if they just go ahead and list on eBay? I mean, are we talking, you know, 5%, you know, if you sell a hundred on Amazon, you might sell five a day on eBay. You know, is it yeah. more or less? It's going to be somewhere between five to 10 to one. Uh, and that's what the numbers tell us. But, you know, let's, let's go back to the, this, the raw numbers, you know, Amazon has 10 times the traffic and activity. It, it at least 10 times the traffic mm-hmm. activity of eBay in any given day. So about a 10 to one, you know, that's the ratio you can expect. It, it, it may be a little better, maybe not quite as well, but it, it's, it's that significant of a difference. You will notice a pretty dramatic difference if, you know, no matter what the item is, it's going to be at least five to one, if not 10 to one or more. Okay. In Excellent. favor of Amazon. That would be my instinct. All right. Sounds good. That, that, that sounds about like uh, a couple of things that, that I've seen, you know, kind of indicate that as well. So I think that's good to know, you know, if somebody's well-established on, on Amazon, Hey, I mean, if you've got the infrastructure, might as well just sell on eBay. It's, yeah, why not? It's, you're, yeah. you're not having to do product research. You're just selling the same thing. They're intimidated by Amazon. They're just on eBay. They're like, yeah, things are going well on eBay. I'm like, man, I'm selling, you know, I'm selling 10 a week of my product on eBay. And I'm excited about that. I'm like, dude, you could be selling a hundred a week if you flipped it over onto Amazon because the audience is that much bigger. So the ratio works both ways. Cool. 
I digress. That that's one thing that I, that I do a lot. I heard you say eBay when you're giving your story, and that's why we went off on this tangent. But let's rewind back. <laughs> you know, now, now we're like 15, 10 years ago. Or at what point now did you kind of discover Amazon? I mean, did you start like other people did, like 15 years ago, and maybe start with books or, or textbooks or things, or, or what was your first entry into Amazon? You know, I have a confession to make. You know, as much of as it feels like we're all pioneers out there traveling through uncharted waters, and, and you're kind of <laughs> guessing your way through the wilderness on all of this, man, I, I haven't done that in a long time. I listen to what my customers and students want. I pay attention to where the trends are. And it, you know, if you're a month or two or six months late, I didn't have the first course about how to sell on Amazon. I wasn't the first guy to start talking about it or writing about it or thinking about it. Plenty of other people jumped in the game. But what I've always done is once we go in, we're going to do it right. And we're not going to talk about a subject until we really know our stuff. And that's why we love the word proven around here so much. Until we've proven it to ourselves and proven it to a handful of our top customers, we don't talk about it. But then once we have proven it, man, we start shouting from the mountaintops. Here's how to do it. Here's how it works. So we were, we were I wouldn't say late to the game, but we weren't an early adapter when it came to Amazon. Uh, our original versions of our course was like, you know, 20 pages of a PDF document and we were selling it for 30 bucks or something. You know, it's, it, it but even at that point, it was, it was proven in our minds. We were making money on the platform, selling mainly books at the point that we, that we first started experimenting with it. And that's what Amazon primarily was, was just books. And it had that reputation of just books. And back then everyone was all excited about the affiliate opportunity of Amazon too. Everyone was all in on the, oh man, you could just send traffic to Amazon and no matter what somebody buys, you'll get paid. And to this day, I've only met a handful of people that ever made significant money with that strategy because it comes back to having to have a large audience of your own. So very quickly, we got excited about the fulfillment by Amazon, the FBA, the idea of no longer as an eBay seller, do I have to have all my stuff in my garage I can make my wife very happy. She can park her car in my garage and all my stuff can be sitting on Amazon shelves, renting space from them very inexpensively until it sells and flips using their discounted shipping rates. Beautiful model, revolutionized. You know, this huge audience of eBay sellers that we had, which to my knowledge was the largest audience of eBay sellers outside of eBay itself. And we said, hey guys, check this out. Take all that inventory that's sitting in your garage around your house because we had nowhere to, to put it back then. There, were, there weren't any other third-party fulfillment options for eBay sellers, nothing of significance. And suddenly you could just send it all in to Amazon and let them deal with the customer complaints and the shipping and the returns. It was beautiful. So our audience in like one big swarm flipped over to FBA with our help and just a, a, a massive trend started in our community and so many new success stories and excitement. And, you know, that's been probably nine, 10 years ago at this point when the, when it started and just ramping upwards ever since. Cool. So like that's, is that around the time that you first made the uh, silent selling machine book? Uh, the, the silent sales machine book has been around 18, 19 years and it's been updated 10 times. It started off as my story about my journey. Cause I had so many people sending me emails saying, Hey, I heard you're growing a great eBay business. How do you do that? So I'd send them an email. I'd write these paragraphs. And pretty soon I noticed I'm always answering emails from friends of friends, you know, friends of family members with their cousins, uncles, dog groomers, you know, hairdresser. Like I, I should be charging money for this. I'm going to be answering email from all these people. So I put it in a PDF and sold it. That was the first version of the book, silent sales machine. It's been updated, like I said, 10 times, and now it's matured if you jump through all nine versions since the first. 
it's the greatest success stories from our community, the most inspirational, the, the, the most unlikely come from behind, you know, homeless, single mothers. Yeah, yeah, give, me one, give, give me one that really sticks out in, in your mind. That's just going to blow the audience away. I'm, I'm curious. I love hearing these kind of things. Oh, dude, the, it, 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 we've got, we've got so many, but the one that can gives me goosebumps every time I tell the story is this up and coming leader in our community. She's just got a heart of gold, beautiful woman who I just referenced her actually was uh, actually on the run from an abusive husband in a homeless shelter for abused women with her two kids, no job, no income of significance and had tinkered around with eBay a little bit, trying to get herself confident on, you know, trying to do something with her life besides running and relying on others to, to support her. And she came into our community, got exposed to our Amazon training and jumped forward in time. This is about six, five, six years now. She, she actually bought herself for Valentine's day, uh, our Amazon training. Right. And then I met her about a year and a half later and her business was starting to take off and we've helped her and coached her along to the point now where she bought a house and the pictures of her with her kids and the dog in front of this house. She's got a special needs daughter. She's able to buy the, the assistance dog that she needed for her daughter. Just so proud. And we've had her on stage at a couple of events and things and she's written a book that uh, I, I get no, you know, this isn't me uh, pushing a book that I get any benefit from other than just the heartwarming feeling of knowing that she's arrived at a place where she's got a book called From Homeless to Homeowner. Her name's Carolyn McFall. And uh, just one of those heartwarming stories where you say, wow, you know, yeah. our community helped make that happen. Another one of my favorite stories, I'll, I'll tell the very short version, Brett Bartlett, he's now my partner. You know, we're running an eight figure Amazon online education empire, selling product, teaching people, podcast, all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. he, he had $400 in the bank when he came to our community. He jumped in with both feet, tore it up. We connected through a very interesting story that I won't go into right now. That was, you know, it was, it was one of the, I call them those divine appointments. It's like, how'd that happen? You know, someone besides he and I, you know, someone up there was directing that whole thing. Uh, and it was just a beautiful story. And with 400 bucks in the bank, man, a couple kids and a wife saying, Hey, if this doesn't pan out very quickly, we're leaving California because it's expensive here and you're getting a real job. You know, it's, it's funny to hear him tell that story now because that's been, again, another six or seven year old story. Uh, but that's just the, op the internet opportunity, the power of relationships, the power of community. As you guys well know, you've built an incredible community and a great following around the Helium 10 brand and, and uh, just the loyalty to the podcast. There's power in community. And every one of these stories comes back to, it wasn't me. I can't, I can take very little credit, except I stayed out of the way and let great people do their thing in this community. Uh, and we've, we've built something truly special. Uh, you know, I'm going to go off on another tangent right here, but that's something that I did want to talk about. Cause I, as you're saying this, I remember, you, you know, even, even before, uh, when I was just, you know, consultant, Amazon consultant, and, and I would be browsing different Facebook groups. I just remember even like two, three years ago, you talk about community. I, I, I was probably a member of some of your Facebook groups and, and just, you know, see what people say online in general. And I don't think I have ever seen such positive, I don't know how to say it, like positive, you know, reviews uh, of somebody, you know, as far as, you know, n nobody likes to be called guru, but that's how people classify, you know, people, you know, influencers in this space. But I have never seen such overwhelmingly positive comments or when somebody mentions something bad about you, like you'll have a hundred people come to your defense. Like what's your, <laughs> what's your secret about that? Cause everybody has haters. And like, I, yeah. I just, I'm just like, what in the world? Like, I know that 
there's a lot of, you know, there's, of course, there's people out there, influencers who have strong personalities and kind of rubs people, you know, the wrong way. And they're fine with that. Mm-hmm. They kind of probably do that on purpose, but, sure. but for the, pe- the people out there who are trying to start communities and they do want to be able to reach people a little bit better with, if, if they think they have good information, like how do they get on your level <laughs> as far as having this kind of, the kind of community that you have, which boggles my mind. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you making that observation, but there's, there's nothing rocket science going on here. We're talking about principles that have been around for thousands of years. And in, in this case, for, and I, I explained early on in my, in my podcast, I kind of lay the foundation of everything that I'll ever educate you on. I make a commitment to the listeners. Everything I'll ever teach you, I go back to the biblical truth behind the principle that I'm about to teach you. And I make sure that it complements and supports what it is I'm training you. And the, the concept, the entire concept, which has been very popularized and it, you know, any college in America, you could take a course on uh, servant based leadership that, you know, that theme would come up. They would recognize what you mean when you say that, but servant based leadership to me just means you actually care. You actually care. That's the line. People can tell if you care or not about their success. And that's the sort of people I surround myself with. If you don't actually care for these people, if you don't see them as real people with real needs and real hurts and real challenges, because no one out there has their act completely together, they need someone to truly care and to truly support them. And that, you know, that shows through over time. It just shows through. And the, the other thing, you know, so caring is number one. And number two, if you can do these two things, you will lead an incredible community. So one is truly care. And that takes a lot of self-examination takes being very careful about who you allow on your team only allow people who care and then then the the second one is teaching only stuff that you're confident about that you really know your stuff don't make it up as you go be super confident test 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 everything and put it out but only put out content that you're that you know works because you have the opportunity you know anytime we wanted to we could endorse something that we don't really aren't really too sure about get a, do a part of these, one of these big launches and like, ah, we haven't seen the course yet. I'm approached all the time. People say, Hey, we're going to launch this huge course. It's going to be awesome. And you can make 50% affiliate commission. And you got a big community. We want to write you a $200,000 check. Like all that sounds great, but I need to see the course. I need to test it. I need to make sure it works, which is going to take us about four to six months minimum. And, and they, they lose interest. They don't want me as a partner anymore because I didn't just sign up to make big commissions selling their random product that I haven't even seen yet. I can't do that. I've got to use it. I've got to test it. So protect your integrity, which goes along with, you know, truly caring, right? So maybe that's the same point made twice. You've got to truly care. You know, would you sell this to your mom or to your best friend who came to you? You know, don't sell anything you wouldn't sell to your mom or your best friend, mm-hmm. right? So you got to truly care. And then it, it, it just, it takes time. It's a slow burn. You don't overnight come into a big community that loves and trusts you. It takes time. It just takes a lot of time. I encourage, I see leaders come through all the time and they kind of outgrow our community, meaning, you know, they're, they're, they've got a big enough personality enough to offer that they kind of go off and they launch their own thing. And, and we say, Hey man, go make it happen because there's so much opportunity out there. We can't possibly tap into all of it. Go conquer the world opportunity. It's for people who care, who only teach what they know, truly know a lot, you know, concepts that they are confident in because they've used them themselves and then they have an abundance mindset, you're unstoppable. Those are some great points for all of us. And, and I definitely, you know, I try to do, you know, something similar, you know, for myself, I try and, you know, I I think that's why 
I've kind of come from nowhere and actually, you know, now, you know, do have a lot of people who, who look to me for information is because I, I literally do care. I mean, that's how I got started. You know, just a quick story how I got started on, you know, with Helium 10, for those who didn't know is, is I was a you know consultant and I would use Helium 10 and I would be in their Facebook groups. And then there was people giving misinformation. And that just really bugged me because it's not just that I'm an argument in the person, which I am, but I like debate. But when I see people being misled and making bad decisions for their business, like it doesn't affect my pocket, but I like that bothers me, you know? And I think that kind of, you know, showed in my posts and stuff. And that's why, you know, Manny found me. He's like, who is this guy? And, and he's, you know, trying to help our users out. And, and that's what I try and do. Yeah. You know, be yourself, be, be who you are. That's, that's a great tip that you, I think you just dropped on people. Don't try to change who you are because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then you don't have to remember who it is you're supposed to be when you're around different people. Just be yeah. you. If you truly that's, care. A tip, that's important. Yeah. Be, be organic mm-hmm. because people are not yep. stupid. They, they can see through BS out there and they can see if you're not genuine and it's a, it's an instant turnoff. That's a great tip. We, we talked about, you were talking about Facebook groups and things. Now, one thing, you know, I'm active in your, in your group and, and I see you posting something. I haven't really read too much into it, but I've seen you post this like two or three times. And I think you might be one of the only people that talk about it. And, and it's not necessarily something that I might, unless I misread it, that I might even agree with, obviously working for Helium 10. But I've seen you say, you know, to some people, hey, you might not need a tool you know, to help you selling on Amazon. So I'd like you to talk about that, like under, like what kind of circumstances, because you know, like in my personal opinion, it's so competitive today. It's like, how do you not use tools to, to, to help you manage the landscape? So I, I'm just very curious as to your take on it. Yeah, well, here, here's my, if, if I have more than a little Facebook clip to explain myself, here's the way I've always explained it. And, and it's held true for me. I didn't use a tool of any kind the first 12 years of selling products very successfully, including launching private label products. You know, all of that just didn't use any tools of any kind, third-party tools, because I didn't need them. And I know that's still possible today because we get success stories constantly that way. And when you consider this, that about 80% of the people in any given Facebook group that, you know, your group, our group, any group that you want to go out there, 80% of the people have yet to make that first $50 mm-hmm. in any given group. That they're kind of kicking the tires, feeling it out. And one of the points of frustration that I know we hear repeatedly is, man, I've got to buy this course and that tool and this software, and I've, I've got to go spend $1,500, $2,000, $8,000 before I even start making money. This is insane. So one of the things I always say, I say it in my book uh, as well. You're not, there's, there's two promises I make to everybody who joins our community. One, you're not going to have to go learn a whole bunch of new technologically difficult procedures and strategies or programming languages or, you know, it's just not technically complex what we're about to show you. And two, you don't have to invest any money to start making money. That's been part of my platform for 15 years. You don't have to spend a dime on any tool or any resource, mine included, to start making money. Remember, I mentioned uh, earlier, Bradley, the whole consignment, you know, because you and I, we're exposed to some crazy success stories. Let's put that in there. You know, some Mm -hmm. of the stuff that Manny is doing, the high powered tools you guys have, the success stories, the people that send you letters. It's like, wow, I've got a $50,000 a month in the bank net, beautiful business thanks to these tools. So we get very excited about what we're capable of doing, but most people aren't there. Most people are saying, man, if I could make 500 bucks and just prove this works, 
Now you've got my attention. Now maybe I'll invest in a tool. Now maybe I'll buy a course. So I tell them things like, hey, talk to your neighbors and do some consignment selling on eBay. Hey, go to Amazon, go to a retail store, buy a few things off the shelf, lose a few dollars, but learn the process. No tools needed, right? So that's where I'm coming from when I say no tools needed is I'm addressing that 80% of our audience that hasn't had that first $500 week, but they're saying, would someone just okay. prove to me, would someone please prove to me that this works? Because I know that's who's hanging out in our boards. That's yeah. who's, you know, at the point where you're making a few thousand dollars a week, now you're thinking like a business owner absolutely dude it's time to ramp up there's some great tools out there so i think our messages um, overlap far more than maybe you were thinking but i appreciate the yeah. challenge for no, sure no, I, mean, I now i see what you're talking about I, I never i just remember seeing that briefly but i never really dug into it but now now that, that totally makes sense i mean you know me selling my dad's Yu-Gi-Oh cards i didn't you i didn't need no dang tool to <laughs> to sell exactly. my dad's Yu-Gi-Oh cards on ebay i just threw it up there i even threw it up on amazon i didn't need a tool i just know oh here's the listing let me just go ahead and get on this listing and sell it so for that kind which like you said guys and, and it could be our, our our listeners too there's a lot of them who haven't even started so in that sense yeah i a hundred percent agree with you on that part where, you know, if you're just starting, yeah, you don't necessarily, now, if you, if you want to find a niche where you want a potentially $20,000 a month product, you know, without a tool that might be difficult, but for the majority of people who are just wanting to start on eBay or make some bucks or garage sale. Yeah. I completely agree about not yeah, needing a tool. The, the human psychology of getting a few small wins and the momentum and excitement. I say the same thing too, Bradley, when someone says, okay, well, I need to get a business license, right? And a, and a, a new bank account and a tax ID. And I need to, you know, all, you know here's my stack of 4,000 things I learned in business school that you're supposed to do a business plan and be, you know, before I start a business, I'm like, no, throw all that in the trash, sell mm -hmm. something. Yeah. Sell yeah. something, get on Facebook marketplace and sell a Christmas present that you haven't opened yet and it's still in the, the wrap, sell it. That excitement of that first $50 and then that next $500 in two weeks and then that, that, that extra $1,000 sitting in your personal bank account. Now you've got some momentum. You got some money. Let's start talking about doing this thing the right way. But get out there and sell something first. So that's part of my platform is, you know, don't get ready to get ready to get ready to do business by buying tools and courses and filling your, your time up thinking you're, you know, actually growing a business. Well, all you're doing is running up some charges on your credit card, sell something. Um, so, I, you know, that's because I understand the psychology. Ultimately your goal, Manny's goal is the owner of helium 10. My goal, our goal is the same. We want the greatest ratio possible of people who come into our community to walk away with a success story. Let's mm -hmm, say mm -hmm. three to six months from now. Right. That's the goal, man. Let's get some early wins. Let's put some money in their pocket fast because they're comparing this opportunity to all the other crazy junk out there that we both know is a complete waste of time. Yeah. So we got to prove it and prove it. We got to prove it fast. So, you know, that's where I'm coming from. That's where my heart is. And that's me truly caring. I, I say the same thing. You know, if, if my friend from high school called me, I was like, Hey, well, you know, what's this all about? I'm like, like, Hey, the first thing you got to do is go buy these eight tools, you know, mm -hmm. then go buy these three courses and eight months from now you'll be selling stuff I'm like, no, start flipping stuff today take a picture of it, put it on Facebook marketplace. See, you just put money in your pocket. Okay. Now let's talk big boy. Let's, let's talk about Amazon, you know, same thing. Yeah. So hopefully that's resonating. I think we're on the same Absolutely. page there. Bradley. Absolutely. Now, one last question. This is a video. I saw, I don't know, two, three years ago. And I was just like, is this real life here? I swear. I saw a video where you're walking around your house 
and it had just burned down because it was struck with lightning or am I just like sensationalizing that a little bit or is it, did I see that correctly? Oh, that was just a publicity stunt. No, dude, seriously, our house, we're coming up on a, it's over two years ago. It's going to be three years before long, man. Uh, yeah, I was, it was Tuesday afternoon in early summer and I was playing basketball as I do on Tuesdays with some buddies and someone that I didn't know came running in the gym. There's about 30 of us saying, where's Jim? Where's Jim? Which one of you is Jim? State police on the phone right now. Where's Jim? And I said, I'm the only Jim here that I know of. I went running to the phone. Yeah. My house was on fire. My family got out, got all our animals out, our dogs. We lost a bunch of other little head fish and things, but yeah, pretty much lost everything we own. And the lightning strike, it took them forever to get the fire out middle of the day. Um, and that was quite, quite a year, man. It, it taxed me in ways that I, I'd never been tested and taxed before, but it was a testament to the power of team and community. We came out stronger. Thank God for insurance, man. What a brilliant concept insurance huh. is, dude, because, you know, it took some time, but, uh, we, and we took a little bit of a financial hit, but not nearly as much as had we had to, to go it alone. But yeah, I'm sitting in the office now. We rebuilt the same house and we kept the foundation and the brick outer shell, but pretty much everything inside was gutted and rebuilt. Uh, had a chance to improve the place a little bit, do some things we'd always wanted to do, but man, yeah, our house was lost. Um, but you know, that's the beauty of an internet business. And I think the video yeah. you're referring to is me walking around the house saying, Hey, you know what? Um, I've got an internet connection still. Uh, this, everybody who loved me yesterday loves me today. And they're all still here with me. I didn't lose anything today. I really didn't. It's going to be an inconvenience. <laughs> yeah. You know, we saved our family picture albums. Uh, if we lost a few mementos, I'm not going to, you know, paint it all rosy. It, it was more difficult emotionally than, than, uh, I was possibly prepared for in that moment. Cause I, that was literally 24 hours after the lightning had struck. But yeah, that was me, dude. It really happened. But thank God, you know, internet based business to yet another reason that having a, a, a business that's based online the flexibility it affords yeah. you. It, it's, it's really impossible for a natural disaster to wipe you out. <laughs> you just, as long as I got an internet, man, off yep. we go to the races the next day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very inspiring story. And it's crazy that, you know, lightning strike, you know, here in California, we got a lot of house fires, but very few are from lightning strikes, but all right. Well, Jim, we've taken enough of your time. I really appreciate it. If people would like to, you know, find that book that we refer to or see any of your courses or talk or join some of these communities that we've been talking about, what are some ways that they can reach you on the internet? Hey man, that, that's really solid of you to offer that. I appreciate it. Sometimes I do interviews and they don't mention that and I'm cool with that too. But hey, since you mentioned it, silentjim.com, silentjim.com. That's the only website you need if you want to hear more of this kind of stuff and the podcast and some of the freebies we got for folks and uh, keep up the good fight, Bradley. I mean, cause you and I both know, man, um, the world needs more entrepreneurs. The world yeah. needs more business building warriors. I, I see it as a battle for our culture. The entitlement mentality is our enemy. People who think they're owed something just because they exist. No, get out there and build something, serve well. The world's waiting for that and, and the rewards are tremendous. And that's kind of some of the themes that, that I teach in our podcast and in our content. Just encourage people, you know, do something of significance. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, appreciate your time today too, Bradley. This is a pleasure. Thank you so much again for coming on and we'll be in contact in the future. And we can probably have you on in the future again as well. Oh, that'd be, a, that'd be awesome, dude. Look forward to it. Thanks, sir. Thanks a lot.